Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie, as always. Uh, uh, good morning, everyone. It was an interesting day yesterday. Two big speeches, one by the president of the United States, the other by a former president of the United States. That former President Obama in Phoenix delivering a speech and uh, in favor of candidates Katie Hobbs and um, Mark Kelly, the senator. So well, we're going to start with this and a common theme that we continue to hear. And uh, I'm not going to try to debunk anything. I just want to um, I want to get into this. It, it is so interesting to hear and see. So we've got a current president and two former presidents kind of getting in on this. And we're going to we'll let you hear some of it. Um, let's start with the president. Um, I think it's only fair we start with the president of the United States. Uh, he talks first about in this speech about election deniers. It's estimated that there are more than 300 election deniers on the ballot all across America this year. We can't ignore the impact this is having on our country. It's damaging, it's corrosive, and it's destructive. All right, so let's continue. He talks about the big lie. Lies repeated over and over to generate a cycle of anger, hate, vitriol, and even violence. In this moment, we have to confront those lies with the truth. The very future of our nation depends on it. I'm going to keep going. This is him talking about the alarming rise. There's an alarming rise in the number of our people in this country condoning political violence or simply remaining silence because silence is complicity. The disturbing rise of voter intimidation, the pernicious tendency to excuse political violence, or at least, at least trying to explain it away. We can't allow this sentiment to grow. We must confront it head on now. President Obama last night, this is what Carrie Lake will focus on if she's elected. If Carrie Lake is your governor, we know what she'll be focused on because Donald Trump told us. He said if somebody asked Carrie, how's your family? She says the election was rigged and stolen. So let's continue. Um, this is um, Bill Clinton, former President Bill Clinton and Republicans. The Republicans are pretty simple, actually. They're and pretty straightforward. They say, I want you to be very miserable. And I want you to be very angry. And I, vote, I want you to vote for us. And we'll make it worse, but we'll blame them. So this is also former President Bill Clinton. We could hold both these houses, but we have to say the right things. And we have to note the Republicans always close well. Why? Because they find some new way to scare the living daylights out of swing voters. So President Biden, they've been saying threat to democracy, threat to democracy, threat to democracy. We can't let them win. They condone violence. They won't be they won't stop violence. They are violent people. You've got President Obama saying basically the same thing, that this is a threat to democracy, that um, more people are going to get hurt is a headline of one of the things he said in his speech. Former President Clinton said Republicans want you to be miserable and then says, you know, it's always the Republicans that are finding new ways to scare the daylights out of people. It's American politics. So the message is Republicans are scary and dangerous. This is the president of the United States that was going to unify our country. We are more divided than we ever have. Now, I didn't expect him to unify the country. The country is divided. He made that campaign promise. He promised to unify. The funny thing about this is. Donald Trump was mentally ill, if you remember. Um, they, they they put people on TV, on CNN, and on MSNBC especially, um, 
They made a career out of it, a morning Joe, of bringing on mental health professionals to say that Donald Trump was mentally incapable of being uh, the president of the United States. He should be nowhere near the nuclear codes. It was dangerous for him to hold that office. And we were on the verge. We were on the brink of nuclear war if he was near the codes because at any moment he could go crazy, just go nuts and hit the button. That's what we were told, that Donald Trump was mentally incapable of holding the office. Now we're being told that Donald Trump is a threat to democracy and is going to steal the election. Hillary Clinton's words, by the way, that they are going to steal the election and that Trump is the one that is fostering all this violence and pointing us in a direction of violence across the country. That's the message. So which is it? Is he a small-minded, mentally ill person that has no business near the codes? Or is he so much smarter than the people in leadership, two former presidents and a current president, that he's outsmarting them to the point where Republicans are on the verge of taking over the House and Senate? Or... Or is all of this rhetoric just that rhetoric? I'm not saying that anyone should like the election denial. I'm not an election denier. I called it out from the beginning. I'm not a fan of it. I don't think it helps. I don't think it's useful. I don't think it's true. But to say that these people are threatening to take over the country... And all these things, they're going to reverse elections. They're not going to certify elections. They're going to do this. We can't have these people. If you notice, President Biden is on the campaign trail here in Arizona, a state he won. He's not on the campaign trail in Arizona talking about how great Katie Hobbs is or how great Mark Kelly is or how great any other Democratic candidate is. What their message is is how dangerous the opposition is. That is a very um, risky Position. That is a risky position to take. And I, I just look at this and I think, you know, there's plenty of this to go around. I don't like violence. Listen to the show. Listen to how I deal with people. I'm not a violent person. I denounce violence. I think when you when you when you lower yourself, when you reduce yourself to violence, you've lost. When it when it is when it is you know and I've had this happen with people online. It's like what are we in high school? Are we going to meet behind the gym and have a fight? Is that what it's going to be? That's what children do. Children fight. Brothers and sisters won't share their toys, so they smack each other around. They don't have the skills to settle things in a different way. I hate violence, but the idea that it's the Republicans that are violent only, and that there is a new way and a better way of handling it, like the Democrats do is absolutely false as well. It's a false narrative. It is absolutely um, so a couple of things. Firebombings at pro-life pregnancy centers. Remember when that was happening? Remember when there were paintings on the wall and people were graffitiing these places that said if, if abortion isn't safe or uh, if abortion isn't safe then you aren't either. Do you remember those things? Republican New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin was attacked on stage in July with a guy with a knife. Remember that? Or a sharp object? Um, the riots after what happened with George Floyd. And then you had Democrats. As a matter of fact, during the time when those riots were happening, I sympathized with the Black Lives Matter movement in as much as the people that were the founding members of that movement that were holding these rallies were not at fault for the violence that happened. But they were there were people that were joining them that became very, very violent. And then what happened? It was then the senator, now the vice president. 
who was raising money for the bail for the people that were being arrested for violent outbursts where they were defacing and, and burning things and defacing property and vandalizing and damaging things. This is not in the far past. I'm not going back to the weatherman underground to the 1960s. We're talking within the last couple of years. Remember the person that they arrested that was going to go and murder Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court justice? These were not right-wing people. And how about going back to 2017 where Steve Scalise, the congressman, was almost murdered at the, uh, the baseball game, the congressional baseball game? The problem is we have extremes in both parties. We have extremes in both ideologies that are willing to settle things with violence. And all of us should be denouncing all of it. I should be denouncing violence on the right because I'm someone that's on the right, and I do. People on the left should be denouncing violence on the left. But when it becomes a campaign slogan, when the current president of the United States gives a speech days before an election, not to say what great plans we have and a great future that we have are going to forge for this country, but goes out and gives a speech saying our opposition is dangerous and is going to take the country over. It's, it's silly. It is a last-ditch, desperate effort to make – and I, I've, this has been my mantra for months. First you say it's wrong and it's a lie. Then you say it's dangerous. Then you get rid of them. Marginalize and then call them dangerous. And that's what they're doing. This is the president who promised as a campaigner that he would unify – the country and there is no unity so then what's funny is they say well you can't unify with the trumpsters with the uh, MAGA republicans and he went after them again MAGA republicans specifically I wonder how many of them he knows because I know a lot of them I know a lot of MAGA republicans and I will tell you they're good people I don't always agree with them I don't agree with them But to demonize, marginalize, and demonize people that disagree with you and then point out the fringe, point out the people that have acted out violently and say that's everybody that's in that movement or that's everybody in that ideology is is childish. And that's what you're getting. And I'm going to get messages this morning from people that say to me, well, the majority of them are. There are so many of them. No, no. Those are the ones that get the attention on both sides of the aisle. Black Lives Matter founders wanted changes in policing that I did not agree with. But they weren't violent. Violence surrounded them. They weren't the problem. And to say that everybody in the Black Lives Matter movement is violent or insinuate that most of them are is wrong. And it's wrong to do it here. I'm just anxious to see who's going to call it out. And I don't know who will. We got a guest coming up in a few moments. Uh, Maricopa County interim attorney Rachel Mitchell and candidate for the office will join us to talk about that race and talk about what is happening at the county attorney's office. Next. Strong. 
values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. One of the most important races you're going to see on your ballot if you live in Maricopa County is the county attorney's office. We talk about this often. The We have to have enough police officers out there to make the cases, and we have to have the prosecutors that are willing and are aggressively prosecuting those cases if we want a justice system that truly works. Joining us right now is the interim county attorney, Rachel Mitchell, who is running for that office. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Let's let's talk first. We're going to talk about the office in a moment, but let's talk about the campaign first. Can you talk about some platform issues um, where you think you're best uh, for this office to to you know to earn the vote of the people? Sure. Honestly, Mike, there couldn't be a, a starker difference between candidates. Uh, I'm an experienced career prosecutor who believes in supporting the police who believes in holding people accountable, but who also believes in not approaching uh, justice with a one-size-fits-all. Just yesterday, I announced uh, the Veterans Diversion Program that we've developed. We had a veteran who's uh, gotten through it successfully, actually says it saved his life. So I understand as a 30-year prosecutor that there is a difference between people who need help, people who make bad decisions, and people who need to be locked away from society. My opponent, on the other hand, wants to let people out of prison. She wants to defund the police. She actually wants to develop a unit to target the police for prosecution. I believe in holding police accountable, but not to the extent of where I'm targeting them and defunding them. Let's talk about the issue you just touched on about some of these diversion programs. We know that we have a huge problem with homelessness in Maricopa County, and a lot of it has to do at times with with addiction. And what is the plan? Is there a plan in your office to help people with addiction as opposed to jailing them? Is there some kind of a diversion program that can be developed that would uh, get people off the streets and get them back to their lives? Actually, we have developed it, and we continue to uh, improve it. Um, We offer diversion in many sorts of cases, including uh, possession of drug cases. We offer it in lower-level property uh, crimes that are drug-motivated, for example. We offer it in a variety of other situations as well. I also have a statistician evaluate it constantly so that we can expand it where it's being very successful, um, we've looked at just the re-arrest rate within Arizona, and after three years, the successful uh, those who have successfully completed it only are re-arrested in 18% of the time. So that is an extremely high uh, success rate for us. So let's talk about the office. When you took over the office, there was a backlog of cases. And, uh, there was some frustration among law enforcement. The cases were expiring. They weren't able to be prosecuted because they sat around too long. Uh, where is that right now? Um, we have uh, we had an 800 uh, ag- uh, aggravated DUI case backlog where we had charged it but not fed it into the court system. That has been eliminated. Uh, we are working on the uh backlog of cases that need to be reviewed and we have taken a significant chunk out of it Uh, we had officer involved shootings uh, that were in the uh, 50s high 50s that had not been reviewed we have reduced that into the 30s and that's actually doesn't accurately reflect how many we've reviewed because we've gotten some cases in since then so every number in the office is going in the right direction. That includes the number of people employed. As you remember, we were down 20%. Uh, we've, we've reduced that to about 10%. Uh, 
uh, personnel-wise, so that we can do the job that we need to do, which is to protect the community, which is our number one function. With, there has been a rise across the country, and I don't think it's any uh, secret that in Maricopa County we're part of that statistic, a rise in violent crime. Um, how do you handle mm-hmm. the prosecution of violent crimes as opposed to other crimes? You know, that that is our focus, is violent crime. And we have, <clears throat> I've implemented a policy that if people use a gun um, in serious offenses such as aggravated assault or armed robbery, they're going to go to prison. If they are a felon in possession of a gun, um, so a, a prohibited possessor, they're going to go to prison. We have to take uh, a serious, serious approach to this so that people understand that this will not be tolerated. We just saw a situation the other day where an eight-year-old girl was killed uh, by gun violence. That's unacceptable. If people want to learn more about the campaign in the last few days leading up to the vote, how can they find out more about your campaign for the office? Yes, if you just go in and put Rachel Mitchell for Maricopa.com, you will go to my website, um, Rachel Mitchell for Maricopa.com, and uh, take a look at the other issues that are addressed on the website, as well as my uh, 30 years of experience, including 25 years prosecuting child molesters and rapists. I appreciate the time, as always, and wish you luck. Great. Thanks, Mike. All right. That is Rachel Mitchell. She is the interim county attorney and running for the office. And uh, we we have uh, had contact off with her opponent as well. And if we, this week we can get Miss um, going to go on, we'll do that as well. Uh, coming up in a moment is Gatos and the Big Q poll question of the day. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. I could have sworn I saw a picture of you on Twitter at the Obama thing. (laughs) Really? Yeah, and I'm like, some poor guy out there looks like me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking, is it? Is he? Does he know he's he's at the wrong place? Mm. So is that that is not you? No. Oh no. my. No. Okay, I'm just I'm just checking because I I figured you know you're on the other side of the aisle and you you don't want to go see President Obama speak. I mean, no, you're I a Republican. You don't want to do that, right? You know what's funny is that I think he would be an interesting guy to have a conversation with. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I like him better as not the president. I wasn't a fan of his policies as president, but there's no doubt he is a charismatic guy, and I would love to have a conversation yeah. with him. Well, any president, really, wouldn't you love to sit down and talk to Trump and try and, and try and like watch watch that brain work right in front of you? How fascinating would that be? It would be. It would be interesting. Having had conversations with, with W, a few conversations with W, yeah. it is fascinating to get into the mind and talk to a president. And when he, oh, yeah. I was had those conversations when he was the president and he is just an interesting guy and not what the media portrayed him to be at all well they they portrayed him to be stupid yeah stupid and also uh, it, it was kind of mean-spirited he was one, he is genuinely one of the funniest people i have ever met in my <laughs> life he is self-deprecating and yeah. hilariously funny i'll have to tell you some of the stories i can't necessarily repeat on the air that's funny yeah. i think i think they made him out to be like that at the beginning yeah. of the election and i just never found him to be like that i he always, wasn't. I, I i kind of agree exactly how you said yeah he's a little bit self-deprecating he's not a stupid guy not that's ridiculous not a, a, the complete opposite of that he's yeah, a very I mean, bright guy yeah you can't become president and if you you know right. be a bad president it doesn't mean that you're a stupid guy like jimmy carter was a bad president but yes. he's not a stupid man but a humanitarian too and a, and a, and a, a great person just yeah. not good at being a president nope no good at it yeah. um 
I got the cue. Will uh, will the appearance of former President Barack Obama in the Valley help get Democrats more excited about voting? Yes or no? Uh, I'll just say this. It looked for the first time that, like, when you saw Katie Hobbs on stage and Kelly on stage, and they actually had a crowd that was behind them, they looked like winners. You know what I mean? They looked like like people. Like, they, they looked like oh, there's some there's there are people that are actually excited about those guys, and they waited until five days until the election. You know, to bring out a guy who could kind of yeah. get people excited. And I don't think Democrats have been too excited about the candidates. I think they're still excited about voting, but I don't think they love these candidates. Yeah, I think, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you're right. I think there's not a lot of excitement for the candidates, and there's going to be a lot more protest votes than votes in favor. You know, I t- Wow. We actually, wow, that's pretty, I agree on that too. People are going to go out and vote against Carriott Lake. I don't know what's going on, but we, we, we agree today. All right, we do. Well, thanks, Gatos. I don't know how good I feel about that. I'll see you, man. <laughs> the Big Q poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up in a few moments, we talk about the diesel shortage in America.